Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast, presented by First United Bank and Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, the podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank and Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is our monthly economic update. And for this discussion, I am thankful to be joined remotely today by Brad Bolliard, Portfolio Manager in First United's Wealth Management Department. Hey, Brad, how's it going? Hi, Eric. Nice to be speaking with you today. Yeah, yeah. Happy to have you. And I appreciate you coming on to uh, give us the, our, our monthly update. I know people um, tune in. We, we cover a bunch of different topics, but you know, once a month, we always have our our um, our folks in our wealth department kind of inform us of what's going on in the markets. And right now is still a tough time. The pandemic is still yes. altering our, our daily lives. There's a number of external factors all impacting the market. Um, so I'm sure it's a mixed bag of bad and good news you're about to give us. So let's start off. Why don't we start off with the negatives and then we'll end on a positive note. How about that, Brad? Yes, the negatives. COVID- <laughs> COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> well, the number of U.S. cases of COVID-19 edged closer to 3 million today, unfortunately. And intensive care units in Florida were filling up. Uh, the U.S. counted a record number of new cases of the deadly illness. And the latest sign that virus is far from contained. Uh, we do have some data from John Hopkins that shows 60,000 new cases were recorded on Tuesday. With Texas, a, yeah with Texas alone counting more than 10,000 new infections. Hmm. Uh, There's at least 52 ICU units in Florida that said they have reached capacity on Tuesday. And that's according to the Washington Post. Um, There's another 17 hospitals said their regular beds were also full. The virus remains the most important driver, though, of economic growth over the next year. And while Europe and parts of Asia are controlling overall case levels, case counts in the U.S., and various emerging market countries continue to rise. There's delayed reopening and continued lockdowns and reissuing lockdowns that will all have adverse effects on the path of the economic recovery. Yeah. Of course, looking at the negatives, you've seen a lot of social unrest. There's social unrest across the U.S. that has added to the recession and geopolitical headwinds already facing the Trump administration. Uh, there's Democratic nominee Joe Biden. He's proposing raising the corporate tax rate from 21% to 28% and a minimum alternative tax of 15% and a minimum tax of 21% on foreign revenue. And it's estimated in total the proposals would lower corporate profits by 15% in 2021. Now, of course, this is election year and there's continued, continued political news that you'll see throughout the year that will have effects on the market. Right. Um, U.S.-China tensions have been in the headlines, and those tensions continue. Um, Congress is considering legislation that could lead to the delisting of Chinese securities traded on the U.S. stock exchanges unless the companies accept regular public review and oversight of their accounting practices. I do want to focus more on some of the economic data and some of the jobless Numbers that we've been seeing, um, first on the negative side, initial jobless claims, they dipped to 1.43 million in the seven days ending on June 27th. That was above the estimate of 1.38 million. 
and coming off the 1.48 million in the prior week. And that's according to our Labor Department data. The number of people receiving traditional jobless benefits, meanwhile, rose 59,000. That was in the week ending June 20th to 19.29 million. These are known as continuing claims. This is the first increase after three straight weekly declines and highlights the jobless problem likely exacerbated by the ongoing presence of the virus and its economic impact. Um, This earnings season could be a rough one. Uh, Current estimates see approximately a 40% drop, drop in earnings for the second quarter with little to no guidance from company management teams and market volatility is expected to be elevated. Hmm. Yeah. And, and to add to that, the, the U S China tensions, I know that in, in my house alone, the, uh, the potential for TikTok to be banned um, in my teenager's life has <laughs> had a major impact. So she's worried about that one. But um, so <clears throat> quite a few, quite a few uh, negatives there to, to report on. Are we seeing any positive signs that you can talk about? There are a lot of positive signs and um, really hit some some strong headlines here recently with the labor market. Um, that's continuing to show signs of healing. The U.S. added 4.8 million jobs in June, and that was versus a 2.9 million estimate. And the unemployment rate fell for the second straight month, 11.1%, and that was versus an expected 12.4%. The broader U6 unemployment rate, that includes persons marginally attached to the labor force and part-time workers, who want full-time jobs, that stands at 18%, and that's down from 21.2% last month. So the labor market is showing strong signs of healing, looking pretty good there with some of the jobs that were added in June versus um, analyst estimates. I do want to talk about some of the manufacturing numbers also. The Institute for Supply Management Manufacturing and Non-Manufacturing Index rose into expansion territory, actually, in the month of June, continuing the trend higher from the March low. Um, The manufacturing index rose to 52.6% from a 43% last month. New orders, 56%. Production, 57%. Employment, 42%. Backlog of orders, 45%. And and new export orders, 47%. All climbed by large margins. Uh, Manager commentary on the manufacturing side was uh, noted that they're seeing stabilizing or increasing demand, but noted they're remaining cautious on the outlook. Now, when I do give out these percentages, please remember that um, any of those numbers showing percentage above 50 is considered expansion territory. So looking at the non-manufacturing index, that jumped to 57.1% from a 45% in May, the single biggest increase since the survey was created. Production, 66%. Uh, new order 60, almost 62%, employment 43, backlog of orders 52%, and new export orders um, almost 59%. So a lot of numbers showing, and the manufacturing and the non-manufacturing numbers above that key 50% level, meaning that we are showing expansion in, in the economy. Hmm. Um, on the non-manufacturing sides, respondents noted that business is picking up. They're seeing supply constraints and issues, but still concerned about outlook due to COVID-19. And um, Trump recently even said manufacturing looks like it's ready to take off to a level that it's never been. Um, The president says a lot of that has to do with our trade policy and because we're bringing manufacturing back to our country. 
Um, the National Association of Realtors, also pending home sales figures, showed a historic rise of 44.3% in pending home sales for May. That was beating expectations that called for a 15% rise. Um, the spike came as buyers returned to the housing market and spike in spite of restrictions on open houses in many states. Um, I do want to touch on consumer confidence. That rose in June. Of course, that was before um, today's uh, 3 million cases uh, that are being shown of COVID-19 here in the U.S., but consumer confidence there in June to a three-month high as a reopening economy uh, buoyed the spirits of Americans. And the index of consumer confidence rose to 98.1 this month from a revised 85.9 in May. And that's a according to our consumer confidence board. Hmm. Well, I mean, those are some, some, uh, strong positives. Uh, that's, so it's not all bad news. <laughs> it's not all no. bad news out there. So do you have any, uh, <clears throat> closing thoughts to help sum up the current market conditions for this month? Yeah, definitely. I want to kind of summarize what we're seeing and some of the strategy that we're putting into place, some of our tactics based on the, the negatives and positives that we're seeing in the news. Um, again, the first half of 2020 has been one for the record books. Mm-hmm. Um, from new all-time highs at the beginning of the year to the quickest descent into a bear market in history to the quickest recovery from a bear market in history. And we end the first six months of the year just 3% below where we began on the S&P 500. Um, in the U.S., the number of COVID-19 cases hit new all-time daily highs multiple times in mid to late June and into the July 4th holiday weekend. Uh, to this point, hospitalizations have not followed the same path as many testing positive are younger and age with less severe symptoms. Uh, we continue to see a U-shaped recovery in the economy and expect the next few months will be a hard struggle for the economy compared to the bounce back of the last few weeks as rising case levels cost reopening to slow and or reverse in some areas. Um, the yield curve in, is positive in general. Uh, mostly because of the large spread on the long end of the curve. Uh, the 10 years only 0.679%. I believe that was around 0.65% when I looked earlier today. The 30 year at 1.441%. Um, the Fed says they plan to keep rates low with whatever, with their whatever it takes mentality. Um, our, our analysts aren't expecting inflation to be an issue throughout the year. We are neutral fixed income and maintain a neutral to modest overweight duration within our portfolios. Our focus is still quality investments to protect from default risks, particularly when looking at high yield. We are underweight high yield credit, where we remain concerned that issuers are at the beginning of a prolonged downgrade downgrade cycle. Um, We have also adjusted our equity allocation, locking in some gains as well as adding to our, our overweight and U.S. large cap equities that we believe will continue to weather the storm of economic uncertainty going forward. Um, we still do remain underweight equities, but this is a modest underweight that we believe balances the more positive economic reports that have given and historical monetary monetary accommodation uh, with the looming political uncertainty and constant unfolding of the coronavirus story. Yeah. Great. Well, Brad, thank you so much for um, for giving us that, yeah, that update. Um, thanks for joining me today and providing such helpful insights. If any of our listeners have a question, they want to learn more, what's the best way that they can get the support they need? Yeah, I mean, um, a lot of our, our lobbies are still um, have restrictions on them, but you can always go to our website at mybank.com slash wealth. 
uh, find an advisor and ask questions. Of course, if you want to set up an appointment with one of our wealth uh, officers and discuss um, the, the economy or your account or so on the wealth management side, please do so um, at the phone number listed there on the bank's website. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the end of our show. You can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or find us on your favorite podcast app. You can always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you. Do I have enough money to retire? Is my family protected if something happens to me? Is my plan getting me where I'm going? Are you ready if I want to be a doctor? When it comes to money, we all have questions. That's why First United Wealth Management has a team of experts ready to listen and provide solutions. First United Wealth Management. First United, my bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank and Trust or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions and are subject to change without prior notice. All information presented herein is considered to be accurate at the time of production, but no warranty of accuracy is given and no liability in respect of any error or omission is accepted. It should be noted that investment involves risks. The value of investments and the income from them may fluctuate in accordance with market conditions and taxation agreements, and investors may not get back the full amount invested. Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.